Welcome to the Liquid Church Podcast, a place where you can hear the timeless truth of God's Word in a way that's culturally relevant and cutting edge. You're tuning in for our series, Breakthrough, where we're learning how to detox your body, mind, and soul so you can hear God's voice in a fresh way. It's our hope this message will help you discover how God's story relates to your own and that you will leave feeling encouraged. Thanks for joining us today and enjoy the message. Hey, 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 and welcome to Liquid Church. I want to welcome all of our campuses into the room, as well as everyone that's watching at home and online. We're so glad you're here with us today. Happy, happy New Year. Uh, My name is Zach, one of the pastors here. And today we are continuing in our series, Breakthrough. And here's what it's all about. We believe that 2023 is your year for a breakthrough from our God. I'm going to say that again. 2023 is your year. And as a church, we're taking the whole month of January to seek God because we believe that he has so much in store for us. I believe he has so much in store for you. I believe this year you're going to see breakthrough in your marriage. I believe 2023 is the year of breakthrough for your finances and getting out of debt. This is the year that you're going to draw closer to God than ever before. I see health and and reconciliation in our families coming over these next 12 months. This is the year of breakthrough for that job that just hasn't been working and for that health situation that you've just been worried about. I believe that God has an answer for that unanswered prayer, the thing that you've been praying for far too long. This is the year. This is your year. And I'm declaring that right now, 2023 is the time for your breakthrough. If, 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 if you're willing to first give your year to God. And I could say those things because we serve a God of breakthrough, don't we? I know the moment that I, uh, that I learned this lesson myself. In fact, one of my favorite things to, to do here at Liquid is to tell stories about my daughter, Winter Storm Taylor. In fact, here's a picture of her. Uh, yes, she went snowboarding for the first time over the break. At 14 months old, she's already shredding it. Uh, in fact, I probably need to publicly apologize for the, uh, the amount that I talk about this, this little girl. Uh, in the best dad way, I'm absolutely obsessed about her. Uh, and the reason why is because it required an incredible breakthrough and miracle from our God for her to become part of our lives. Uh, some of you know this about our story, but Casey and I struggled with infertility for several years. Uh, I remember the day that we felt like God had told us that we were going to be parents. We decided together that we were ready to start trying for a baby. We had so many conversations and so many dreams about our, what, what our house would feel like just being filled with voices and, and laughter and, and just the joy of a little girl. Girls only, by the way. Um, some of us are just girl dads out there. Anyone with me? Uh, in fact, the only fear we had leading into this process was that we might get stuck with a boy. The only fear we had. I remember that after that first month of, of trying, Casey and I took a pregnancy test. And with anticipation, we waited and waited and waited, staring at the test. And finally, we saw that line appear. And just pausing the story really quickly. Uh, can we talk about how confusing pregnancy tests are? There's like lines and circles and, and crosses. We literally had to watch a YouTube tutorial on how to read the test. Uh, way too confusing. Unpause. So we're sitting there. We get that first test back. And we've done our detective research. And we realize the one line meant that we weren't pregnant. And we laughed it off because nobody gets pregnant on their, on their first try. We prayed together for a minute, thanking God in advance for the girl he was going to send our way in the future. And, uh, and we turned our eyes to the next month, month two. 
There's another negative test. Another prayer, another month, no big deal. Month four, five, six, negative, negative, negative. I noticed that the prayers just started to get a little bit more desperate on my end. They moved into year one, negative, 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 and all of a sudden the doubts and the thoughts and the question marks started to creep in. Do we hear God wrong? Is, is this not what we should be doing? Is this not what he has for us? Should we be paying for a baby boy instead? Surely not. Year two rolled around, more negative tests, more doubts, more desperate, desperate prayers. I don't know how to fully explain the defeat that we felt every single month, month after month, year over year over year. But we just felt it right in our chest. In the midst of that monthly reminder, 2020 struck. And alongside our struggle with infertility, we found ourselves locked up at home, watching our business go nearly bankrupt, all while our church had its doors shut. We needed a breakthrough more than ever. And some of the most desperate prayers of my entire life went up to God in that summer. Summer of 2020, I came home one day to what felt like the clouds finally parting. Because sitting on the dinner table was a present um, for me. A present that I had nearly given up hope for. Wrapped in a neat box was a pregnancy test. It didn't have lines, it didn't have crosses, it didn't have circles. Casey made it really simple for me. It just said the word, pregnant. That's right. Uh, COVID baby, apparently being locked up in your house for months on end is good for something. <laughs> Our God is a God of breakthrough, isn't he? And I'll tell you this, this isn't just my story. The scriptures are, are packed full of account after account of the ways throughout history that our God has shown up. In fact, this word breakthrough comes directly from the scriptures. And in 2 Samuel chapter 5, um, just to give you some background to this passage at this point in history, King David has just stepped onto the throne of Israel. But it's a time of political turmoil in the country because the previous King Saul had just been slain in battle. In the midst of that confusion of this new ruling family ascending to the throne, the enemies of Israel, the Philistines, are now encircling, hoping to take advantage of the leadership vacuum. And we're going to pick up that account in verse 17. This is 2 Samuel 5, 5 verse 17. And here's what it says. It says that when the Philistines had heard that David had come into power, that he'd be an anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. So he goes to the stronghold of where the Philistines are at. And here's what it says. Now the Philistines had come and they'd spread out in the valley of Rephaim. And what I love about this passage is, is that the moment that David hears about his enemies gathering, he doesn't run away from them. In fact, he does the opposite. He heads down to the stronghold, the valley of Rephaim. And he's standing there on the side of the valley, staring back at his enemies face to face. And if you spoke Hebrew, you would immediately recognize the significance of this location. Rephaim is, is the family name of a well-known race of giants from the Old Testament. In fact, Goliath, the, the giant that David killed when he was just a boy, well over a decade before this account, was more than likely a descendant of the Rephaim. So what that means is that standing in between David and the calling and destiny of his life as king is a valley of giants, a valley filled with the full force of his enemy. And he's standing there looking face to face at what just seems impossible. And, and I don't know about you, but maybe as you look out into your destiny, 
into what God has for you in 2023, you see the same thing. A long list of oppositions, a long list of circumstances, of unanswered prayer, a long list of giants that just seem impossible to defeat on your own. So can I ask you a personal question real quick? What is that giant this year? What is it that's standing in the way of your destiny for 2023? Where do you need God to intervene? Where do you need breakthrough? Is your story like like mine? You've been receiving that negative pregnancy test month after month, so much so that you've come to expect it. Is it Is it in your marriage? What once was filled with life and and friendship and romance has grown cold and now it just needs a fresh kindling? Is it it your financial situation? Last year, you said, this is the year that I'm going to get out of debt, but now it's January and you just feel further in the red. Maybe it's the, the diagnosis or the health condition for you or for a loved one that just feels hopeless. What's standing in the way of your breakthrough? What's standing in the way of you becoming who God has called you to be? What's your giant this year? And as you think about this question, I want you to watch what David does when he comes face to face with his opposition. So he's standing on the field. He's looking over his enemies. But before he attacks, pay attention to what he does instead. We're going to continue in verse 19. And watch what David does. David did what? He inquired of the Lord. He goes to the Lord. He says, shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you, God, deliver them into my hand? Notice what David doesn't do here. He doesn't run headfirst into battle against the giants on his own. He doesn't say, this is my battle. This is my year. I'm going to win it on my own because I'm the king. No, the king steps off his throne for a minute and steps onto his knees before his God. And so what David is teaching us right here is that seeing breakthrough starts with seeking God. Seeing breakthrough starts with seeking God. And here's what I love as a church for 21 days. That's what we're committing to do. As we look into 23, 2023 for ourselves, before we head into this new year, before we take on and face any giants, we're going to take this first month to seek God. We announced this last week, but as a church, we're stepping into 21 days of prayer and fasting together. And if you're, you're new to fasting, I want to challenge you to go back to last week's message um, for more in-depth understanding. But to put it simply, fasting is this. It's refraining from physical food for a spiritual purpose. Refraining from physical food for a spiritual purpose. In other words, we're going to let go of something physical that we love, like food. And I love myself some food to grab hold of something spiritual that we desire even more. So starting tomorrow morning, thousands of us across New Jersey and even the world are going to lock arms together. And just like David, for 21 days, we're going to deny our flesh and grab hold of something so much better, more of God. And so we have three fasting options to choose from. And again, we've listed all of these details in the Liquid Church mobile app, which if you haven't downloaded yet, download it. It's free. We'll need it actually later in service. So go ahead and download it right now, right where you're at. Um, and on there, you can see all these options and, uh, and engage with us. But that first option for a fast is called the Daniel Fast. And this fast comes directly from Daniel 1, where Daniel chose to seek God 
by not eating the king's decadent food. And instead he chose to eat only fruit and vegetables and drink water. And so during this fast, if you decide to jump in with us on us, we're gonna eliminate breads and sweets and meats and processed food and sugar and alcohol, even caffeine uh, from our diet. And instead for 21 days, we're gonna eat clean, limiting our diet to just fruits and vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and drink only water. Again, there's a ton of resources in the app to help you figure out what to eat, um, but that's the annual fast. It's the first option. Your second option is this thing called a modified fast. And maybe you've got a health condition or you're pregnant, nursing, or taking some sort of medication that maybe prohibits you from fully participating in the Daniel fast, which um, by the way, before you jump into any fast, make sure you consult with your doctor, but also just feel free to customize your fast to fit your unique needs. Um, We're not being like legalistic about this by any means. Um, So if you jump into this modified fast, maybe you're gonna choose to add protein in, like fish or grilled chicken, or maybe choose to fast one meal a day or one day a week. You have the freedom to make this work because it's between you and God. And, And the heart of it is, again, that we're just letting go of something physical that we love so that we can grab hold of something spiritual that we desire even more. Uh, One last fasting option for you is the phone fast. If you can't fast food, we're gonna ask you to fast your phone, which means maybe you're gonna turn off your smartphone and just turn it into a dumb phone for 21 days. Um, Turn off social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, stop scrolling in bed at night. If you're like me, uh, maybe you're more addicted to your screen than your stomach. Um, And so we want to challenge you to go on a phone fast and repurpose that time that you would normally spend streaming or scrolling to dive into God's presence. Remember this, that seeking and seeing breakthrough starts with seeking God. Seeing breakthrough starts with seeking God. So we've got three fasts, three options, three ways to seek God to start your year off. And the whole idea is that we're fasting so that we can feast on God's presence. And we wanted to make this super tangible for you. And and so alongside this fast, we're also introducing something new. Every morning, we have a daily devotional video to send to you that's going to help you ground your day in Jesus. We're calling it Deep Breath. And each morning, right to your phone, Monday through Friday, you can have a devotional time. Um, And these short videos are going to help you get through your morning and get off with just the dose of scripture and and guided prayer and some motivation from Pastor Tim just to start your day right. Uh, And all you have to do is scan the QR code behind me. um, Or even better, you can actually find it on our app and sign up on our app. Um, If you do the QR code, it'll pre-populate a text message um, that you just need to hit send send on, and then you'll be subscribed or just jump on the app and do it. Um, But we want to challenge you to step into those things, step into a fast, and seek God in this season. I just wonder, I just wonder, what, what could happen if thousands of us across New Jersey and around the world fasted prayed and and started each day with a time in the scriptures, seeking God just like King David did? What sort of breakthrough could we encounter as a community? What sort of giants might fall in front of us? In fact, after seeking God, watch the breakthrough that David encountered in his own story. He's overlooking the the giants that stand in front of him. He sought after God. He's gone on his knees before God. And this is how God responds back to him. We're going to continue in verse 9. The Lord said back to David. He answered him. 
And he says, go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hand. That giant is nothing compared to me. So David went to Baal Perazim, and there he defeated them. Uh, If you read the old King James Version, he doesn't use the word defeated. It's the word smote. He smoted them. Um, So David smoted the Philistines, and he said, as water breaks out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. So that place was called Baal Perazim, which means the Lord who does what? The Lord who breaks through. I hope you're catching this. David goes into battle and there's this clear recognition that those giants are bigger than me and I can't do this on my own. But then he says something so important. He says, they may be bigger than me, but they aren't bigger than my God. In fact, he goes on to rename the valley after the God who breaks through. What he's saying is that our God can turn a valley of giants into a valley of breakthrough. Your place of greatest defeat, God wants to turn into a place of victory. Our God is bigger than your giants. That means he's bigger than your depression and your anxiety. He's stronger than your addiction. He can heal your loneliness. That cancer diagnosis doesn't scare him. He's not surprised by your doubts, your future. Future is not uncertain in his hands. That miracle that you're praying for is not too much to ask of him. The giant may be bigger than you, but it isn't bigger than our God. Are you with me? See what our God does is he takes valleys of giants and he turns them into valleys of breakthrough. That's who he is. In fact, he's so big. He's even bigger than a giant California brown bear protecting her baby cubs. I'll tell you what I mean. Casey and I were living in California at the time, and we decided to do a quick getaway up into the mountains to visit with a friend of ours. And all of us were sitting around the campfire enjoying a beautiful conversation. Casey was sitting across from me with the campfire in between us. And all of a sudden, her voice began to slowly try to trail off. And her face went white with terror. And I could tell that she was kind of looking at me, but at the same time, kind of looking right past me. And I started to worry, like, what's going on behind me? And that's when I turned my head around. And I realized that not 15 feet away was a giant mama bear that had snuck up on us. And standing right there behind her are two baby cubs. Quick pause in the story. Men in the room, let me just talk to you for a second. Uh, There are not a lot of moments in your life where you'll have the opportunity to protect your wife from a real life giant. Very rarely will the occasion present itself to vanquish a bear on behalf of your damsel. So when that happens, when that moment does come, absolutely make the most of it. Quick tip, unpause from the story. The bear and I are now standing face to face with each other, staring at each other. In the back of my mind, I'm telling myself, Zach, this is your moment to be a champion. And so I ever, ever so slowly slide to my feet with all the confidence that I can muster. And I puff out my chest to face my enemy. I turn and look to Case and I say, woman, Woman, stand behind me. I, your husband, will protect you. And I ever so calmly moved both of us behind the fire. 
And from there, with as much zeal and, and strength and power as I could muster, these, these guttural sounds began to just emanate from within me towards the bear. I shout my battle cry and made myself as big as possible to let the bear know that another champion had entered into the battlefield and it is time for her to go. And sure enough, wielding the power of fire in front of me, that was my day. I vanquished the enemy and scared away the bear. With victory in hand, I calmly escorted my wife down the hill towards safety. And that, my friends, is the day that I saved my wife from a giant bear attack. That was the day that I, Zach Taylor, saved my wife from a giant bear attack. Now, I have to tell you, this has got to be the best illustration of who our God is. Isaiah 42, 13 describes our God this way. He says that the Lord will march out like a champion, like a warrior. He's going to stir up his zeal with a shout. He's going to raise his battle cry, and the Lord will triumph over his enemies. Are you catching it, liquid? Your God wants to go before you into 2023 like a champion. He's going to lead the way onto the battlefield. The giants you're facing, they don't scare him. In fact, he cries out with a battle cry before he even lifts a finger. He has already triumphed. And I have to tell you, if we could see our God this way, the problems that we face each and every day would be a little bit smaller, wouldn't they? If we knew our God as this kind of champion, I think we would start to expect the breakthrough to come. But here's the problem. We don't always see God like this, do we? Here's the second problem there's another way to tell the bear attack story. And to this day, I'm not entirely certain which story is more truthful, my version or Casey's version. But Casey's version goes a little bit like this. We're up the mountain sitting with the fire between us. Casey's voice begins to trail off. She's looking at me, but not really looking at me. I turn around, realize there's a giant mama bear with two cubs behind me. But instead of calmly facing the bear, I kind of scrambled and dived behind the fire. <laughs> Instead of placing myself between my wife and my foe, I instead set the woman in front of me as I cowered from the bear. And the, uh, the supposedly guttural sounds of my war cry might have been a little bit higher pitch as I ran away, screaming down the hill, leaving my damsel to fend for herself <laughs> as I ran to safety. But again, I'm not sure which story is true. And we laugh. Because let's be honest, me running away scared from a bear is pretty funny. But all too often, I think this accidentally is the view of God that we adopt. Instead of seeing him as a champion that steps into our battles, we have this fear that he's going to turn on us when we need him most. Instead of believing that with his war cry alone, he can vanquish our enemies, we sometimes have this view of God that when we face a giant in our lives, it's just too big for him to take on. Or even worse, we sometimes get to the point where we say, does our God even care? He's just left me on the battlefield to fend for myself. All too often, we take much too small a view of God and much too great a view of our giants. I'm not saying this to judge you. I'm saying this to say that I am you. I know this is true because this is my story. Casey gave me that gift of the pregnancy test. It was super clear. It said the word pregnant. And I read that word. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but I read the word and for some reason the room just started to spin. And I got a little bit dizzy with the realization that I was going to be a dad. 
the dizziness quickly dissolved into just this overwhelming feeling of gratitude and excitement. I thought, man, our God has come through. Our champion gave his war cry and he's turned my valley of giants into a valley of breakthrough. We serve a God of breakthrough, don't we? And this is a little bit embarrassing, but as soon as we found out, we, we went a little bit overboard. It was right around the same time that we had just gotten our 2020 stimulus check and we lost all control. We went to the store, we bought a stroller, we brought every article of tiny girl clothing that Target sells. We didn't even know that we were having a girl yet, but like surely God wouldn't give us a boy at this point. He's our champion, right? He wouldn't do that to us. We even went out and bought paint for the baby room. Uh, Man, do you know what color mauve is? It's fancy pink. And so we got fancy pink paint and we began for the first time in a long time to dream of what our house would look like with a daughter screaming and laughing and filling it with joy. And then we went to the first doctor's visit. And I honestly don't remember very much. A lot of words were shared. A lot of tears were shed. But ultimately, the only thing I remember is the doctor saying the words, not viable. And Casey and I got into the car to drive home. And we had the longest, most silent, most lonely car ride that we have ever had in our entire lives. Up until that point, I had never known that level of pain or that level of disappointment. We got back to our house, a house and a home that was dreamed to be filled up with laughter and joy and a daughter. And we instead had to walk past the room that was filled with the stroller, with the clothing from Target and the, the fancy pink paint. And we sat on the couch and we looked at each other, but neither one of us could muster a single word in that moment. Giants are real, aren't they? And I'll tell you this, in that moment, I would have rather faced every bear in the entire state of California than face the reality that I was living in. I would have gone to war against the world's largest armies, no matter how many giants were there, if it meant that, that I could bring back my daughter. But this giant was something that I had no control over. It truly was bigger than me. And can, can I make a confession to you? He sat on that couch, and, and I knew several things. As a pastor, I knew how big our God was. I knew how powerful he was. I knew that he's, he's this champion that with war cries alone can vanquish enemies. I knew that this, this God is supposed to go out before me in battle, and yet I sat there with the question, if all of those things are true, why couldn't he protect my unborn child? And this, this doubt began to creep into my mind. Maybe this giant was too big for him. Maybe my champion had abandoned me when I needed him most. Maybe he just doesn't even care. And if you're sitting here today and and you're asking some of those same questions or wrestling with some of those same doubts, can I offer just this small bit of encouragement? You are not alone. You are not alone. In fact, the, the scriptures are, are filled with people just like you and, and me. They're filled with the, the richness of stories of God's people who have faced giants. There's a woman in the Old Testament, her name is Esther, and her, her people and her family are facing mass genocide, and she's the only person who can stop it. But, but she's scared, and she feels unequipped to do so. Do you know what she does when she's facing that giant? She calls the people together for a fast. 
and because of her fast, God hears her prayers and delivers her people. There's a man named Moses who has a speech impediment, but yet God called him to lead and govern his people. But the task feels too big, and under the weight of the pressure, he begins to develop anxiety and depression. Do you know what he does when he faces that giant? He begins to fast. God sees him draw near and shows up and gives Moses these things called the Ten Commandments to help govern the people. Ezra faced a a terrible journey to bring God's people back home from exile, but he knew that there was no way that he could keep his people safe on the treacherous road that was to go home. It was an impossible task. So Ezra called a fast, and God responded with step-by-step instructions and protection. Jesus himself knew that he was going to face his greatest challenge and be directly tempted by Satan himself. Do you know what he did, he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and God gave him both the physical and the spiritual fortitude to face the enemy. Lastly, there's a woman named Hannah who prayed and prayed and prayed that she would become pregnant. She was faced with infertility, not for years, but for decades. Do you know what she did? She fasted, and she cried out to God, and he heard her cries, and he blessed her with a son named Samuel. The people of God, just like you and just like me, have wrestled with giants. They've always wrestled with their view of God. And do you know what they do in those moments of wrestling? They engage in this ancient practice called fasting. And here's why they do it. It's because when you fast, you deprive your body of nutrients. You physically become weaker. And the weaker our bodies become, the greater our reliance on someone outside of us becomes. You could say it like this, that as we get smaller, it allows our view of God to get bigger. In 2 Corinthians um, chapter 12, verse 9, Jesus tells Paul these words. He says that my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in what? In your weakness. And then watch how Paul responds back. He says, therefore, I'm going to boast. I'm going to boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. When we step into these 21 days of fasting together, we're inviting God to become stronger in our lives by making ourselves weaker. It's in our weakness that we see his strength. And so for thousands of years, the people of God have fasted and sought God's face just like we are going to do today. They have sought the God of breakthrough. And don't be mistaken, whether or not you can see it, God is so much bigger than your giants. In fact, it was just a just a few months after our miscarriage, that our entire church stepped into a time of prayer and fasting together, 21 days, just like we are entering into tomorrow. And on the outset, the onset of that fast, uh, every single one of us was, was presented with a yellow sticky note, just like this one. Here's the challenge that we were given. We were each asked to name our giant, to ride on this yellow sticky And then the challenge of those 21 days was to take that sticky note and and to put it somewhere that we would see it every single day. Uh, Some people placed it on their fridge at home, their computers at work. Uh, My yellow sticky note found its way in the rear view mirror of my truck. And every day for 21 days, when I got in my truck, I stared back at one word. It was the word baby, because there was no greater giant in my life. In fact, as uh, as you walked into church today, Um, You received a program, and our team left a yellow sticky note inside that program um, for you. And I want to issue you a challenge. What's your giant? What's standing in the way of, of your breakthrough? Where do you need our champion to show up? 
Is it the broken relationship with your child? Is it the, the chronic illness you've continued to fight? Is it a friend or a family member that, that walked away from God? Is it your job that you just feel stuck in? Is it your future that you feel uncertain about? Is it your family, your finances? What is it that's keeping you up at night? What is your giant? And here's your challenge. Write it down. Right now, take a pen out and write it right on that yellow sticky note. And then I want you to place it somewhere where you're going to see it every single day. When David surveyed the, the valley of giants in front of him, he came face to face with his enemy. And every single day for 21 days, I want you to face your enemy as well. But David didn't attack on his own. Remember, seeing breakthrough starts with seeking God. And every time you see that giant on your fridge, on your, your work computer, on your rearview mirror, I want you to take it as a reminder to seek God, to, to lean into him. I want you to take it as a reminder of the strength and the size of your champion that leads the way into, into battle. Take it as a reminder that with just a war cry, our God can vanquish enemies. For me, for 21 days, I stared at that word baby in my truck. I was still lonely. I was still confused. And honestly, I was still a little bit angry with God. But every time I got into my car, I prayed just the simplest prayer. I said, God, this giant is bigger than me. I can't handle it on my own. You have to take it. And can I tell you about the work that God started to do in my heart? It's amazing how much smaller your problems become when you encounter how big your God is. I remember sitting down in the office of my executive pastor, Kevin, one day during the fast. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. As I sat down, I noticed his yellow sticky on his computer screen. And I was curious of what he was fasting for. And so I leaned in and uh, to my surprise, I, I read my name. The sticky note read, Zach and Casey, baby. My friend was, was fasting for me. At that time, Kevin had a special needs son who was moving into a new school that he could have been fasting for that. His, his house had flooded earlier that summer and he could have fasted for that and the insurance woes that he was facing. His wife was looking for a new job, but instead of fasting for those things and praying for those things, he made a point to fast and to pray for me instead. I wasn't alone like I thought I was. I wasn't facing this giant on my own. In fact, every afternoon when I would leave work, and to this day, I still don't know who is doing this, but every day when I would leave work, my window would, not, would, uh, would have one of these yellow sticky notes of encouragement, letting me know that Casey and I were not alone and that we were being prayed and fasted for. Over those three weeks, God sent person after person to encourage us. People we didn't even know were reaching out to us. People that weren't even part of our church were texting us. We hadn't really even shared publicly about our struggles, and yet I woke up every single morning to a new person reaching out, letting us know that God had told them to pray for us in that season. Every morning, a new text, a new WhatsApp, a Facebook message, an Instagram DM, a carrier pigeon. Guys, we have way too many ways to communicate with each other. All sent by God, our champion, as a reminder that he was bigger than any giant that I would ever face. And towards the end of those 21 days, my giant had been defeated. My God had broken through my heart. And to be clear, at that point, my circumstances hadn't quite changed. It was my heart that had. It wasn't that my giant was any smaller. What had happened, though? was as my body weakened from fasting, my recognition of God's strength had gotten stronger and bigger. I don't know where you're at with this idea of fasting, but can I challenge you to jump all in? Choose a fast, seek God, and see the breakthrough in your life. 
for the next 21 days, he has so much in store for you. He wants to meet you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to shower you with his presence. He wants to take on your giants, and he wants us to do it together. He doesn't want you to do it alone. In fact, right now, if, if you're ready to jump all in, I want to challenge you to do something. At all of our campuses, even, even those of you right at home, grab your phone right now. Just pull it out in your hand. Um, if you haven't already done it, uh, I want you to download the Liquid Church app. Open up that app. You may have to hit refresh if you um, haven't used it in a while. And right across the top, right across the top is a, is a banner. Um, you'll see the word breakthrough. Go ahead and click that banner. And then select My Fast. And what that's going to do is it's, it's going to pull up a form. And I want to challenge you right here. We're going to take time in service right now to fill this form out. And it's meant to do two things. First, this, this form is your commitment and your reminder for the next 21 days of what you're fasting for. We want you to name your giant. We want you to focus your fast on what breakthrough you're seeking God for. So keep filling that form out right here in the room at home. Fill that out right now. We're still going to just give you a little bit extra time to do it. Um, the second thing this form does, and this is so cool, um, it allows us as a staff, as pastors, to come alongside you in prayer. Um, our staff is, has committed to praying for every single fast by name every single day for the next 21 days. We want to lift you up as you draw near to God. We believe, we just believe it, that God has so much in store for you. We believe that as you let go of the physical and, and grab hold of the spiritual, that you're going to discover God in a new way. So together, let's do this. For the next 21 days, we're going to fast, we're going to pray, and we're going to name and face our giants. And we're going to watch our God get bigger in our lives. We're going to see the God of breakthrough show up. Are you with me? And I remind you, though, that every once in a while, God doesn't just show up. He shows off. And, and I told you the Casey's and I's hearts were changed by God in the middle of our fast. He showed us that we were not alone. He showed us that he was bigger than our giants. He showed us that even if we never had a child of our own, we would always have him, and that is enough. Um, but I hope you know this by now. Our God is not just a God of enough. He's actually a God of abundance, isn't he? So after 21 days of, of sticky notes plastered to my car, 21 days of DMs, IM, text messages, carrier pigeons, and all of the encouragement one person can handle, after 21 days of seeking God, fasting, and praying alongside our community, Casey and I took one last step of faith. She took one last pregnancy test on the 21st day of the fast, and God gave us a miracle. <laughs> In case you were wondering, Casey made it really simple for me. It says the word pregnant. This, the room still began to spin a little when I read the word. The hopes and the dreams of a home filled with laughter and joy returned. Our God is a God of breakthrough, isn't he? Fast forward seven months later, I'm fully pregnant. My wife and I waddled our way into this church for the very first time. And when we stepped through these doors, a new dream was born. We weren't just dreaming about our house being filled with laughter and joy. We started to dream about a church family that would come alongside of us to raise our baby girl. On October 8th, uh, 2022, we welcomed Winter Storm Taylor into this world. 
And for the past year and a half, this church has showered her in prayers and in love. She is so spoiled, and she walks around this church like she owns the place. Like what I've got to tell you, I'm forever grateful to you. But listen, when you pick a name like Winter Storm, you better have a great story to go with it. And so every time, every time we're asked why we named our daughter Storm, we get to tell people that out of the darkest and the deepest storms, that's where breakthrough comes. We get to tell them that it's on the other side of giants that we realize how big our God is. We tell them that he is a God that calms storms, that he is a God that touches infertile wombs. He's a God that brings prodigals home. He releases the chains of addiction. He heals families. He still performs miracles. He is the God of breakthrough. And this year, 2023, is the year of breakthrough for you. For 21 days, we're going to seek God. God's face. For 21 days as a church, we are going to fast. And for 21 days, we're going to encounter our God. And at the end, we're going to celebrate and we're going to tell the stories about our champion God that turns valleys of giants into valleys of breakthrough. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much that you are our champion, that you are powerful enough to face any giant that comes in front of us. We pray over these next 20 days that we would encounter you, that we would see you. We set in front of you the offering of our fast, the offering of these physical things, and we let go of the physical so that we can gain more of you. We pray that you would meet us, that we would know you, that we would see how big you are, and we cannot wait to celebrate the breakthrough in our lives. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to check out Liquid Church for a weekend service, small group outreach, or clean water trip, you can find out more about us online at liquidchurch.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe or share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening.